Educators, you're welcome to today's episode of the Educators Talk with Gipesema. With me today is Afarimo Babatsunde Adebeji, formerly known as Sababs. He is a social innovator and a graduate of computer science. He is the founder of the Inverters Foundation, an organization which provides academic support for indigenous children in rural communities and slums. Sababs has several awards to his name and he is a fellow the Young African Leader Initiative, YALI, and also African Trainmakers Fellowship. He has several hours to his name for his efforts in making his community a better place. Welcome on board, Sababs. We're so glad to have you here today. You're welcome, sir. So, sir, for the past three weeks, we have been discussing the educational state in Nigeria. So far, we have been able to trace a major issue affecting the educational system, and that is the issue of financing low financing. Sababs, do you agree with this? And is there something we can do as citizens to correct the issue of the low financing in our educational system? Good morning everyone and um, a Merry Christmas and um, a Happy New Year in advance to us all. I count this a great privilege. Um, being right in the midst of everybody, we have the opportunity of um, speaking to us on diverse ways to bring forth solutions to some of the problems affecting the educational system in Nigeria. And hopefully, I can assure you that a few times we'll be spending together will be a great eye-opener to us all as we will not just be talking we'll be exposing ourselves to diverse solutions to some of those long-time problems facing the educational sector in nigeria thank you well um i grew up um, attending a public school both in the primary secondary and the so between um, 1990 and then 2007, I I was privileged to attend with my primary, secondary, and tertiary institutions, all in the public schools. So in response to the first question on low financing, as far as our educational system is concerned. Now, the first question is, I, I should be asking myself is this, or asking us is this, who do we blame? Number one, I want to put this fact and record straight, that there is no way we'll be pointing fingers or accusing fingers on uh, the downfall of educational system in Nigeria without bringing the government as the number one um, defaulter in this regard. Why do we have um, a low finance in the educational system? I think we need to look back and you know call the attention of the government in this regard. The educational system in the country has become um, something not just being poor but a laughing a laughing stock rather those in government have decided to make our educational system a 
uh, how do I put it now? They have decided to make it something to toy with. Rather than investing in the educational system, we invest in irrelevant and um, unnecessary things in the country. I really do not want to start fingers, fingers. But an ex- a, a, a perfect example of such is um, the reality show that just got concluded recently, where we have the winner going home with over 19 million naira, both in cash and in gifts. I'm now talking about uh, the reality show known as Big Brother Niger. Now, hardly will you see the government pumping or the private sector pumping such an amount of money into the criminal system. For example, you you see you see Bonvita, you see Cowbell, you see Milo, you see some other um, government agencies, uh, private agencies rather, giving the best students in a school or in a quiz competition ten thousand naira, five thousand, fifteen thousand naira. Now tell me, with such a low investment in the education system, do you think um, young ones will be encouraged to put? any form of seriousness into academic into the academic pursuit definitely it will be a no answer so you can imagine somebody who is a dropout who is into a reality show winning 90 million naira and somebody who is brilliant putting on effort going through a lot of stress to become an accountant a scientist and at the end if you become the best student in your department in the secondary school you get nine years in work all you will get is 10,000 naira, 5,000, 15,000 naira. So we can see that both the government and the private sector are all into blame for this. When I say the private sector, I'm not excluding our religious houses. Yes, they're also part of the sector, the private sector. Because I believe that even if the social sector is not doing anything, religious houses can celebrate their best graduating students or their best performing students in schools. So when we refuse to pump enough finance into the schools, we are not encouraging our students to take the academic life seriously. For example, go to an average public school in the country, you see a depleted um, school building. The library is nothing to write home about. The laboratory, hardly will you even see um, laboratory equipment in the in the lab. Even the teachers, you see them getting to school, whatever time that you know they feel is okay for them, is convenient for them. Some of them, rather than even attending classes, they take time to chat up in their uh, staff rooms. You know, because there's no motivation, there's not enough finances being popped into the sector. You know, so all these are factors that contribute immensely to the downfall of our education system in the country. So if the government, private sector, and everyone can lay hands on deck and see to, you know, improving uh, financial aspect in the educational system in the country. I think um, it will, the system will be greatly improved and will have um, a lot of positive influence rather than what we have in present. Thank you very much for that, sir. Sir, aside the issue of the low financing, another issue we need to tackle is the standard of education. You know, our secondary school graduates, our SSC holders, when they go, 
had the right overseas exam, foreign exams, to study there for their bachelor's degree. They are usually asked to do six, six to nine months extra course before they start their degree fully. Has to show that our standard of standard of education is low. So, how can we correct this? What are the things we need in place to address this? How can we improve the standard of education in our country? Um, will I agree with you that our standard of education is low? No, I won't agree with you. I think the only difference between or our, our own standard here and that of um, the overseas is just structure. Let me give you an example. I have a cousin while he was here in Nigeria. He was a trans in school. He, he was among um, the least students in his class, you know, while he was in secondary school. But he got, um, the family got uh, a visa lottery. They won a visa lottery in 1996 and they located to the USA. Within two years while they were there, my cousin got a scholarship from the school he was while in the US to study in the um, UK and um, he went to UK to study after his high school, that is secondary school in the USA. He went to UK for his university degree and um, he was the best in his department, you know, for the years he was in school in the UK. So. I do not agree with you that um, our standard is that um, bad, but I think the only difference is the structure. We do not have um, a unique structure, a systematic structure that propel our students on that same level with that of um, the overseas. Most of our students, when they get um, abroad, they do much more better, and that is why oftentimes some of uh, some of our Nigerian students overseas becoming the best graduating students in their department or faculty as it may be. I also have a friend also too when he left Nigeria. He was also a former student of Unilag. He went to the US and had his master's there. He came top of the department as the best graduating student. So I, I would say in most cases the only difference between us here and there is the structure. Now let's break it down. Right from the primary school down to the secondary school here, we do not have um, that system that propels us, that gives us the right standard. An average Nigerian is brilliant, we are gifted by God. I'm sure you understand this, but we do not have that stru- academic structure. That's, only the, that, that's the only difference between us and uh, them over there. Um, l- l- let me state this, for example, for us Nigerians, for primary school, you have to, you know, read through nine different courses for a primary school student. I'm sure sometimes you see some of those in primary school going to school kind of heavy bags and you begin to wonder what subjects do you offer in school that you have to go with a heavy load of notebooks and textbooks down to school every day. And this also applies to those who are in secondary school. If you are in secondary school, you have to read 16 um, you have to pass 16 subjects, 13, 14 subjects. You know, this is ridiculous. Unlike while in overseas, you just have to be specific, go through five, six, seven um, classes or subjects, and you are done. In our universities here, while I read computer science in school, while in school, I actually, I actually did technical drawing, I did mathematics, 
I did um uh, what is it called now? I, I want to remember citizenship. You can imagine where does that you know where does it implies in computer science? I did statistics, I did a lot of other irrelevant subjects to statistics. Whereas if it has to do and I only had to do with Fortran and um um I did Fortran and I also did um basic computing you know as part as the main computer language subjects during my first year now all the subjects I did were irrelevant to the course so you can imagine if I had to do 12 13 subjects and only two are relevant to the course I was studying in an institution unlike those ones over there where they have to be specific on what they are learning so it is our standard that is bad it is not just about us here the, another thing you want to look at is this for work here in nigeria that is um, the the body setting our exams here you can't compare with that of you know the foreign counterparts here for you have to pass you have to write like a um, nine subject 10 11 12 subjects and you must pass a minimum of six with maths and English being composite subject, and you have to pass other core subjects in your work. So now you can imagine putting all of these efforts together, you know, it, it is incomparable with that of the advanced countries. They are specific. While here in Nigeria or in Africa, everything goes for us. Now, you and I will also agree that in WAEC, there are um, examination and practices. You can't also rule that away. So it is not just about the best, it is about those who pass by all means. At times we do not examination is not the is not the at times we you we also agree with me that examination is not the best test of knowledge. Sometimes we read to pass, not read to understand. So you can't compare all of this with the standard of education in the advanced world. And that is why for an average Nigerian, you have to do all your best to pass the exam. Either you understand the subject or not but I, I totally don't want to believe that we are not brilliant here or we do not um, have the quality you know um, against our counterparts overseas especially in the Western world so I think um, the only difference between us here and those in the European or Western world is just the structure. If we can have a, strand, st- uh, a standardized structure where the needful are being put in place, I think our educational system will be the best and will keep producing not just the best but those who can actually defend their certificates, defend their results and those who bring um, also limelight and those who prepare us to the greatest level where we actually and truly belong to. Thank you so much for that, sir. In last week's episode, my guest mentioned that we don't celebrate scholars in our country. Sir, if we are to begin that in this country presently, what approach do you think we can start with so that every of our first class graduates the country is celebrated. How do you think we can embark on that? Well, I said this in one of my notes earlier before now 
that uh, one of the challenges we have is because we don't celebrate our best friends. Now, do we need to wait till the university level before we begin to celebrate our best friends? No. I think it, we need to start from the primary school. We need to catch them young. We need to begin to make education important right from the primary school. We need to go to the grassroots, begin to celebrate our young brains, begin to encourage them, begin to showcase the talents, the intelligence we have right from the primary school down to the secondary school before the tertiary. We don't we can't jump those two levels down to the tertiary. There are students who are great right from the primary secondary and by the time they get tertiary they dropped but i'm sure that if they have enough encouragement and there are some that drop out of school either from the primary or secondary school because their parents do not have the financial capacity to send them to their institution so if we can have the same this issue still boils down to the structure if we have a structure that celebrates our best brains right from the primary to the secondary to the tertiary institution well, you will, you and I will agree that we begin to produce the best brain, you know, every year. For example, if you look at the primary, uh, those in primary school, if we have the the best students celebrated in each class, you know, we have a, if we have a a particular set aside standard for them in terms of gifts, you will agree with me that each year the the level of competition will increase and this is where the old student also comes in while we do not need to put everything in the hand of the government or the private body yes for every old student of of each of the schools too they can also play a significant role in this regard even if the government is not looking at this or the private bodies are not looking at um compensating or um showcasing the talent we have at our primary and secondary school level i think the old students of each of the schools can take this as a priority you know for every year go back to your school get some gift and uh, on prize giving day encourage the best student at all these levels if we begin to encourage our students right from the primary to secondary school before we jump into tertiary institution you and i will agree with me that each year the number of competitive students will increase but unfortunately because we do not celebrate students at these levels and we have focus mainly on those adultery institutions we do not actually we 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 thereby underestimate the knowledge we have at those two levels you know before jumping to the tertiary and i, I also think that at the secondary level we only and we only appreciate those who do well in external exams that is Wayek and Neko. We do not look at um, the, the yearly progress of these students. So if we look at their yearly progress and appreciate them, I think we have more competition. Yes, more academic excellence and competition, so to say, at the external exam level in Wayek, in Neko, and perhaps in Jump. So um, we need to go back to, to the drawing board. The government, the private, then the old student association of each of our schools also need to take this serious. The government may be responsible for a lot of downfall in our adjacent sector, but the government cannot be absolutely blamed 
there are some little responsibilities you can also take charge of. So there is nothing bad if the parent 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 teachers association as the PTA of our schools, you know, we also take responsibility and say, okay, for every term, I mean for every session, two, three, four students will be awarded scholarship, you know, to encourage others to be competitive in the forthcoming session. So we also need to look at all these factors rather than just put the blame on the government or alone. Thank you so much for that, Sababs. Now, Northern states, the rate of illiteracy is high. One of my guests said is as a result of the insecurities and some religious beliefs in the land. Now, to breach the to reduce the rate of illiteracy in the northern states, do you think the adoption of homeschooling will help you know sort it out over there? Sometimes in twenty I think um twelve or thirteen I visited four northern states and um I ended up having enough time in um Mina, Niger State. Luckily, my younger cousin was a teacher in one of the primary schools there. And I realized that um, sometimes she sometimes she'll go to work today in the morning. Tomorrow, you see her going to work in the evening. You know, and after studying her for three, four days, I had to ask from her, what's wrong? You hardly go to job. Um, you know, you hardly go to job on a stretch. It seems you have a timetable or what exactly is wrong? Then you know what she told me? She said, students or children in the north are being forced to go to school. There are times those who attend school in the morning are not the same students who attend school in the afternoon. And those who attend in the afternoon are not the same set of students who attend in the evening. So it means um, the ideology of the northern states is quite different from what you have in the north i mean in the south in the east and in the west so first that ideology needs to be changed over there most of our northern um, children or youth prefer farming cattle rearing specifically as their source of livelihood and um, source of income literally they do not totally believe in education for them they do not believe the girl child should be educated they believe the girl child should end up in the kitchen and that is why you have a much more increase in terms of um girl the girl child marriage in the north so of course that is not why we are here this we need to talk about the girl child marriage you know but then let, let, let me state this clearly it all down it's it all goes down to the structure the structure in the northern part of the country is not the same how we have in the western part. In the western part of the country, we believe that education is a topmost priority. In fact, everything is changing now. We do not believe that the girl child is actually meant for the kitchen now. We believe the girl child should also have the same um, opportunity at, and exposure, such I mean, such as the boy child too. You know, he has at his disposal so for the northern part i i, I think um it also has to do with um 
orientation i think those in the north needs to be reorientated you know and um they also need to understand the fact that education is key to the development of the nation yes insurgency and um um insurgency and um terrorism has also played a major part in the downfall of education in that area you know and because a lot of people do not want to take their life at risk going to school we also because we know what happens to the cheapbook girls till now majority of those girls have not been found so no 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 reasonable or sensible parent will want to release their child or their children or their wards to go to school when they know that there is no security in the land yeah i totally agree with you however i do not think insurgency is a total is totally responsible for the low um turnout in academic um exposure for those in the north prior to now it has always been a low turnout those in the north do not totally believe in education i'm not saying they don't believe i said they do not believe totally in it so i think there is also a need for um a reorientation of those who are in the north and i believe that programs like this where you have speakers coming to speak coming to reorientate people coming to change the norms coming to change the ideas coming to you know open our eyes to to the to the fundamental um advantage of education in the country we keep um you know bringing an eye opener to some of these problems and challenges we are we are facing and we are raising you know in the country thank you so much for that sir sir with the ongoing occurrences in the educational sector in this country educational system in this country a lot of times citizens blame the government and I'm of the opinion that the development of every nation is the duty of every citizen. Now sir, for those blaming the government, what do you have to say to them? What's your word to them to let them understand that although the government plays a major role in the education of the state, but they have contributions to make also. Now what can you say to them? Well, while the government, um, you know, owns a larger percent of, of the fall of our regional system, I think um, parents and individuals also need to, you know, uh, need to take a share of the blame. And illiterate parents will never understand the value of education. That's the simple truth. So if I have an illiterate parent who doesn't understand the value of education, do you think they will permit me to go to school? No. However, there are some parents who are illiterate or uneducated and yet they still value the place of education because of reorientation. So I think um, it is not just about the government. It is a collective effort by everyone of us. For example, you have also put in place a very important um, approach to solve the educational problem in Nigeria. You are not a government official. You are only doing your job. You are only taking responsibility. Of course, leadership is not just about post. It is about taking responsibility and serving others. So you are serving others and taking responsibility as an individual. You are playing a key role in the development of the educational sector in the country without government support. So we literally do not totally need to rely on the support of the government before we can take charge. 
Now, one of the messages I've also always preached to people is this. If you can afford to send a child to school, why not? Every year I've taken it, I've taken it um, to be something of important, you know, for myself. Every year I go to schools, encourage um, young children, I support them with additional material without having any back support from any government agency. I do this from my boss and then from some of my friends so so some of my friends also they they always support you know this cause for me so you can imagine if i'm doing this if you are doing you are playing your own part and every one of us you have our own part to play it may not be totally eradicated but to a minimum extent we can eradicate um on illiteracy and on education um in our society so i think it is not just about the government we all have a key role to play you know if you can afford to send a child to school why don't you do that if you can afford to you know encourage a child who is doing well in school why not if you can if you do not have the financial resources but if you have the network or the connection that can help to sponsor a child to school why not do that so it is not just about the government all alone it's a collective effort as individual as corporate body as um private organizations as religious bodies we all need to bring our hands on deck to see that to improve the educational system in our country thank you thank you so much sabax it was an awesome time with you today and i believe everyone who listened benefited from today's episode thank you so much sir dear listeners thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the educator's talk with dr sema see you again same time next week bye for now